Welcome to Straight from the CPA's Mouth. This episode marks our first in a series of specials for Financial Literacy Month. Over the course of this month, we will feature multiple CPAs with knowledge in various aspects of smart money management. For this episode, we took to the crowds at CPA Alberta's Meet Your Employer events in September and recorded attendees' questions about how to handle their money well. We then got the experts, CPAs, to answer them. You'll hear questions from every area of financial literacy, from debt management to retirement planning, and what CPAs with all the know-how had to say about it. Keep listening for some interesting financial advice. I heard that future casting is an essential tool for long-term business. According to a recent poll, 48% of Canadians say they are $200 or less each month away from again? Do you think the energy sector say the economy is too dependent on leaves university with considering cloud computing for my business? Filter out the noise. Hear it straight from the CPA's mouth. Hi, I'm Dawn and I'm mid-career and I'm wondering what are things that are worth being cheap on and what are things that are worth spending good money on? Hi, I'm Tyson and I'm a CPA. I think a good uh, a good starting point is to evaluate how often you are going to use that thing in your life. Um, so a good example would be my dress shoes for work. I'm wearing those eight hours a day, f- at least five days a week at a bare minimum. And I want good quality a good quality shoe that's not going to wear out. So that is something that I'm willing to spend money on because I'm using it all the time. I think too often people think that they need to spend uh, a lot of money uh, on a product that they might not necessarily use, whether it's a a Bluetooth speaker that they maybe use once a month and they go and they spend $500 on. It really doesn't make sense when you can get a good product that is a lot less expensive given how much you're going to be using it for. So it's really evaluating how often something Uh, how often you're going to use something in your life. My name's Joel. I'm from McEwen University. I'm in my fifth year. What's the easiest way to track all my expenses? Is there an app or something like that? Hi, I'm Rebecca, and I'm a CPA, and I'll be answering one of the questions. So for me, for tracking expenses, I usually use an Excel spreadsheet, which there are tabs for, you could list for utilities, uh, food, uh, basically any type of expenses there, and you can consolidate uh, with all your expenses into one Excel spreadsheet, which is gives you the best organization. Uh, I also have uh, banks that I am with, which they do track your expenses, and they actually have um, a breakdown of all your expenses, which if they can see, if it's Tim Hortons, they will track that as a food expense. So they actually do that for you, and you don't actually have to manually update anything. Sometimes it's not as accurate. For example, if they don't know a store, they might track it to miscellaneous expenses, but this is a great um, aspect of the banks that they use now because it helps track your expenses very easily. My name is Adjamable and I'm currently taking a prerequisite courses to get into CPA PEP. And my question is, are there, a, are there any stupid mistakes that people make when filing their taxes that are actually really easy to avoid? Harpreet Graywell, and I am a CPA. Um, Some things that I've noticed in my career is people miss things, like um, their T2202, which is um, 
tuition credits, which are really useful to have and it helps you uh, save on your taxes. Another mistake that I've seen people do is they forget to remit CPP when they're a sole proprietor. So then if you don't, you end up uh, having to pay more taxes at the end because you have to remit your CPP and that's employer and employee portion. So you end up paying double uh, at the very end. Um, Another thing is uh, pay your taxes owing on time. The deadline to pay is April 30th. You can file by April 30th, but you have to pay by April 30th. So if you owe money, make sure you pay by April 30th so you don't end up paying on um, any interest and penalties. So those are some of the stuff I have. Hi, my name is Ryan. I'm a third year accounting student. And uh, my main question for a CPA would just be as sort of a younger person who's not making much money, how can I plan for retirement and sort of evaluate what I need for my future? I don't really know and I don't make much money. So what can I do to prepare? Uh, my name is Stephen Ohini. I am in my early career. I just got my CPA in uh, March. So the question, how should I, as a student, start thinking about planning for my retirement? So it's a good thing you're already starting to think about your retirement and uh, your future endeavors. Uh, one thing that I did was there's different methods. You know, there's RSPs, TFSAs. Um, you can go to your local bank. Uh, what I discussed with them is every uh, paycheck cycle that I had, they would take X amount of dollars off and invest it for me. So you can either invest it yourself, uh, have the money invested in a TFSA, so then uh, the growth there is tax-free. Uh, then you can invest it in mutual markets or invest it in the stocks if you'd like. Uh, or you can just get mutual funds. You can also invest it in RSPs, uh, maximizing on contribution rooms uh, that you get each year. And then from that, it should help you plan for your retirement because consistently the money will come out of your paycheck you won't really it won't really impact you as the money gets taken off automatically and you get to see that growth happening in your account well hello everyone my name is Farid and I'm a student at Nate uh, when we look at debts there are different ways to pay uh, your debt down. So uh, the first method, which makes most financial sense, is to actually tackle debt that has highest interest and then move on to something that has a lower interest because you're eliminating all these interest charges and you're actually paying off your debt faster. However, there's another method that makes most psychological sense and it's actually to start with debt with the smallest balance regardless of what the interest charges are and that way it, it kind of creates like a rolling ball effect because once you pay off your smallest balance then you move on to the next biggest balance by the time you reach your biggest balance you, you're motivated and there's that psychological aspect so my question is for someone who is so swamped in in so much debt, what would you recommend or how would you recommend they approach their debt issue and what method do you think would best work for someone in that situation? Hi, I'm Heather and I'm a CPA. So from my experience, if you're in a, a lot of debt and you feel overwhelmed by it, the first thing you should do is is consider some sort of credit counseling service they're able to kind of see your overall financial picture and give you some advice and maybe able to work with some of your creditors to 
reduce or somehow consolidate your debt into more applicable terms. Um, otherwise, if you don't feel that you need to go that far, I would consider trying to pay down as much as you can on any high interest debt um, from credit cards or payday services, anything like that, and then kind of wind your way down whether or not you have operating lines of credit and so forth. And try to always make more than the minimum payments on those credit cards. So try to tackle those as much as you can. And then as you're able to work down that debt, you can go down to your lower interest type loans. So my name is Janae and I am a student. And my question is, should I pay off all my debts before I start saving and investing? My name is Bob. I'm a chartered accountant and uh, so proud to say I'm a CPA-CA. I truly believe that it's a a combination of uh, both of continuing to pay down debt and as soon as you do know that uh, your job is secure and continuing and you see that you have a steady position that you could start a savings account for a rainy day fund or that emergency fund as well as investing. From my point of view, what what I did was to uh, not only pay down debt, but I always wanted to make sure that my cash inflows were going to be increasing. So I looked at my career and, and looked ahead a year to two years out to say, do I see my net take-home pay going up and I feel very secure about my job, etc.? And if that was the case, then I started putting more into the investing piece because I felt that I could earn more on a... Uh, return on investment basis than I could with my debt being only at a very low percentage. Now, back in the day when interest rates were very, very high, and the interest rates, let's say, are 10 or 12%, which is not the environment today. But if that were the environment, then paying off debt, by all means, is the absolute thing that you must do. Hi, my name is Spencer. I'm a fourth-year student at McEwen University. How long should it take me to save for a down payment on a house if I'm just out of university. Hi, my name is Darcy. I'm a CPA CA, and how long it should take to save for down payment will depend on everybody's situation. Just a couple things to consider would be, you know, what your current debt load would be when you're when you're done or when you want to buy a house, because that's going to affect the size of mortgage you can get, as well as the income level that you're going to be earning, because that again will determine, you know, what your budget will be for a mortgage payment going forward and the other necessities that you will need to cover while you're owning a house, especially with now the requirement to cover your, all, your own repairs and, and utilities and all that that goes with being a homeowner. My name's Krista, and I'm mid-career. My question is, how can I get out of the curse of living paycheck to paycheck? Hi, my name is Rick. I'm a CPA, and I'm going to answer the question... How can I get out of the curse of living paycheck to paycheck? Um, the reason why I like this question is because even though I'm a CPA, I still do live paycheck to paycheck. But the difference is, is that at the beginning of every month, I have allocated certain amounts of my money to go to my retirement savings, planning for holidays. So I have separate, uh, I guess, savings accounts for different things. So that part of looking after my future is already taken care of before I start to take any money to cover my, my personal expenses. It's a great way to budget and it's easier to budget in advance as soon as you get your paycheck as opposed to at the end of it, I'll see what I have 
left over to save for my retirement or for a holiday that I want to take with my friends in the next year or so. Hi, my name is Raulin and I'm mid-career. I just want to find out how do you budget if your income isn't consistent? My name's Natalie and I'm a CPA. So budgeting is one of those things that it's really tough. You can spend a lot of time on it or some people don't and they do it a little bit more casually. But for individuals whose income isn't consistent, I would say the best starting point would be to think about the expenses that you have month to month that are going to be consistent. So your rent, your cell phone bill, internet, you know those are going to be approximately the same every month and you start from there. On top of that, then you're going to have your discretionary spending. And I think this is where there's going to be more room for uh, budgeting if your income isn't consistent. So if you know you're going to make a little bit less money that month, maybe you're a commission worker or you work hourly, maybe cut back on your entertainment spending for that month and, and budget ahead. Figure out what your cash flows are going to be for the next few months and go from there. Hello, I'm Nathan. I'm mid-career. And I wanted to know, what are the absolute priorities for a budget? Hi, my name is Jaron and I'm a CPA. I think the number one thing for uh, developing a budget is having a strong grasp and being realistic about what your costs are as well as what your income. The biggest thing that seems to cause individuals that I know to be off budget is not being honest with themselves as far as where their money's being spent as well as uh, what they make. And other than that, I think that's the number one thing for developing a budget. Uh, so my name is Devon Penny. I'm in early career, and I just like to ask, what is something that should be in my budget that most people don't even think about? Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm a CPA. Things that people should always consider in their budgets that most people overlook are emergency expenses. So expenses that they don't usually have on a month-to-month basis. For example, uh, emergencies with pets, emergencies with children, or repairs around the house. So it's always important to throw line items into your budget that account for these expenses. My name is Roger. How often can I update my budget? Some told me it's a quarter, and somebody told me every six months. Hi, my name is Sergey. I'm a CPA. To answer this quickly, I would say as often as you practically can. Uh, generally, uh, companies or organizations, uh, including the government, would be updating their budget at least on a quarterly basis. Uh, it is very important to revisit your budget and compare it with your actuals to, first of all, understand if uh, your original estimates remain realistic and uh, ensure overall you are on track or if you're not you need to understand your key reasons why and make your adjustments not meeting the budget doesn't necessarily mean something is going bad you might have a variance from the budget that is positive however the key here is to understand what exactly is driving it and this really applies to not just businesses i myself as an individual do my own little form of accounting for my own finances and I do my own budget just for the family and uh, which I look at periodically and uh, for me it's easy to do it monthly because it's small but uh, it really depends on your situation but yes you should try and update it as often as it's practical for you and you can.
There you have it, folks. An episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth showcasing the questions of people like you and me about all things financial literacy. Thank you to all of those who asked questions or shared expertise, and thank you to all of you for listening. If any of the questions in this episode piqued your interest and have you wanting more, make sure to listen to the upcoming financial literacy series on Straight from the CPA's Mouth. Also make sure to check out the various resources at cpacanada.ca. The CPA Canada Financial Literacy Program provides unbiased financial information with their Just the Facts materials, helps you assess your financial situation with a questionnaire in their Financial Wellness Guide, and offers in-person sessions on multiple financial topics. In the next episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth, a student and an early career professional will pick the brain of a CPA on how to deal with debt. Don't forget to subscribe to the Straight from the CPA's Mouth mailing list for additional content and perks. Straight from the CPA's Mouth is brought to you by the CPA Education Foundation. The CPA Education Foundation is the charitable arm of the Alberta CPA profession, providing up to $1.2 million each year in support of business and accounting education in the province. This podcast is just one of many resource materials available through the Heshi CPA Knowledge Centre. This virtual hub features Alberta CPAs sharing their unique perspective and vast expertise on topics and issues such as leadership, finance, entrepreneurship, and more. Visit cpaalberta.ca slash foundation for more information on the Heshi CPA Knowledge Centre and to learn how Alberta CPAs inspire success.